Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined of course by Brian Thornton and Joshua Burns. There hasn't been this much activity in trailers since episode 46, I'll be watching trailers in my trailer. Uh, which is basically, this is pretty much what we're going to talk about today. And let's just start off with what we need to talk about right away. Brian, it is time for Cape Talk because we need to talk about Spider-Man. Cape Talk! Okay, the two trailers that are going to get the most attention today seem to be the Spider-Man Homecoming and then uh, literally just published, but right when we were about to record, The Fate of the Furious, which is Fast 8. Uh, so there's other trailers in there, but those two are going to get a huge chunk of time. So can we, for the love of God, true believer the hell out of how great Spider-Man Homecoming looks? I watched it uh, six times the morning it premiered, and I've watched it at least twice every day since. It looks so good. So we've got, first off, no... I, I will say this. I went to work on Friday, and everyone was like, hey, Brian, how's how's everything going? I'm like, everything's great. The <laughs> Spider-Man trailer dropped today. <laughs> Nothing can make me sad right now. Uh, we've got some things going for this movie, and and as we anticipated, there's some no, things. L- there's a lot of things some going things? for this movie. There's everything. There's no. There are at least all of the things <laughs> going for this movie. There's no stupid. This movie is going to be spectacular and amazing and friendly neighborhood <laughs> and fantastic. <laughs> Might be a little web of Spider-Man in there. It's going to be all of it. Ultimate, perhaps. There's no. There's no. <laughs> There's no Uncle Ben dying. There's none of that bullshit. You don't know that. There might be a flashback. A I don't flashback, care. But looks we, amazing. But we don't looks need, amazing. But we looks don't amazing. need 45 minutes Looks amazing. It. Okay, well, what about it looks amazing? There are a lot of people who... Everything. Hold on. So here's what happened. Here's what happened at work to contain your excitement. Brian, I walked into work super jazzed, right, when this trailer dropped. Uh, and also a little excited because this is also dropping on the uh, due date of my second child. Uh, again, Marvel has cursed me with a movie dropping... On the day that I'm supposed to be, yeah, sounds like you're gonna miss your hospital. second kid's birth. <laughs> so it's all good. You've, you've here's, done it once before. Here's what happened though. I talked to the guy sitting next to me, and I said, "Oh, this looks so great. It's it's almost just like seeing the trailer for Iron Man for the first time." And he goes, "Oh, I have never seen that movie. I hate him." And I was like, "No, but I mean, like the Avengers and all that stuff." He goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then I turned to the other guy, and he goes, "Oh, this is gonna be Tobey Maguire again." I'm just like. <sighs> I can't even. I can't even. I can't imagine a like a world where right. And I asked, "What were you doing between 2008 and 2011? What like were you were you in a cave?" And he goes, "Actually, I was backpacking through Europe." So I mean, like, sounds lame. I don't even know this how to. Sounds, this guy I don't even know lame. how. This after man has after you got done talking to him, did he start playing records on his phonograph and taking old timey photos and typing on his typewriter? Okay, Brian. So here's what I need. Okay. Why is this going to be the superior Spider-Man as compared to the other Spider-Mans that we've seen? Oh, it's funny because that was the, the title of a Spider-Man book. You just said it right there. Superior Spider-Man. Funny. <laughs> okay. You didn't even realize it, but I, I, I heard it. All right, cool. Why is this going to be the superior yes, Spider-Man? Why is this the movie that I should be screaming about? Why is this a big deal? Two words. Tom Holland. Yes, those were my two words, Brian. This this kid's he's got it. It's he's got it nailed down. This is the Peter Parker we have all been wanting forever. Yep. And he's going to nail it. It's going to be great. My other uh two words would probably be Michael Keaton cuz he looks freaking awesome and terrifying and I am just so damned excited 
to see this here's, movie. Here's the thing that we've had with Spider-Man. Uh, we get people, actors, who nail the Peter Parker but miss the Spider-Man. And we get people who nail the Spider-Man but miss the Peter no, Parker. No, no, no. We've never had anyone nail Peter Parker. I think you've had people nail aspects of Peter Parker. Aspects, okay. yes. But not the whole of Peter Parker. No, and, and it's not like that Batman thing where they've done a really good Bruce Wayne or a really good Batman and sort of ne'er the twain shall meet. But this is no one's ever hit Peter Parker. Except for this guy. This kid. Right. This kid right here. Right. I think he's, he's going to be great. I mean, just just the bit we saw in Civil War, he's got it. Right? And the, the opening of the trailer with the, you're not the Avengers? Come on. Like, how... How playful is this movie going to be? It's going to be great. I know. Hulk gives it away. Right. So good. <laughs> so good. There's already buzz, right? Like, why are they bringing Mile, uh, Miles Morales' friends into – and I don't care. I don't care. And they're not. They're, they're re – they're reshaping it. You, well, they are. You can't say they're not, right? Because no, this they is, are. This is a character that really taking... only exists with, with Miles Morales. But it's No, it's, they don't. No? That's the thing. No, Ned Leeds is Peter Parker's friend. They made him look like a character from the Miles Morales run. That's the thing. They're like kind of merging both of the storylines. But uh, Ned Leeds is his best buddy, the the bigger Asian-looking dude, uh, who very much resembles Miles Morales' best friend in, in the comic book. Right. And that's about it. That's the only real like connection you can make to Miles. Okay, for those care. of you playing the home game, who the hell is Miles? It's very long and convoluted. Okay, so Marvel, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to shorten it up for you. Marvel a while back made a separate universe that had nothing to do with the main storyline, and in that universe, Peter Parker dies, and this half black, half Hispanic kid named Miles Morales takes over as Spider Man, uh, has very similar powers to Spider Man, and he's had a pretty successful run for the past. Four or five years. Um, but a lot of like, there's very few similarities, but there's a couple. And that's why everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they're doing the Miles Morales story. But the, the Miles Morales story is the Peter Parker story, just period. That's It's always been that way. Again, I'll, I'll go back to when I said I don't care. And I don't care because I'm willing to watch them do whatever they want. To make it right. I don't care who the characters surrounding, right? I mean, unless unless it's something that's completely like a, you know, a, he's battling a giant spider or, you know, something. Like it, I'd be okay with almost anything if they do it right. That's all I care about. Much agreed. And it's finally nice to see a full-fledged homecoming for Spider-Man coming to the, the, the Marvel Universe. And then the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is deeply involved it seems like ah, he, within that this scene movie. between him and the limo he's great <laughs> I'm not trying it's to not hug a you. hug it's not a hug i'm getting the door for you it's not a hug i'm just getting the door it's so just good. Like, but that's the thing is that they're they're telling it seems to me that they're gonna not so much right now because it's spider-man movie but they're going to very much focus on spider-man and his involvement with the avengers and that is a great storyline right really mm-hmm. solid stuff that you can spin in many directions because there have been many different enemies and it's going to be very cool. This should be every every fan of comic books and comic book movies should just be thrilled. And every fan of going to the movies and eating popcorn should be thrilled because that's this is all going to be fantastic. I, I squeed in that last scene <laughs> watching Iron Man and Spider-Man just going through the city. Yep. Flying around. Yep. Squeed. 
I just, oh, it's oh. it's the thing I've been waiting for for years. And it's I can't articulate happening. how excited I am for this movie. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I had somebody who I haven't spoken to in two years text me, be like, bet you're pretty excited about the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and I couldn't text them back because I can't articulate how excited I am for this movie. There are no words. For all of my peccadillos and all of my issues, <laughs> I cannot formulate the proper articulation of the English language that I have a very limited knowledge of <laughs> to describe how happy I am to be seeing this movie in July. Fully too messy. Can it be July right now? I wish it was July right now. I will I will I will give up Christmas if it could be July right now. No. Yes. <laughs> It's all coming. I, all I Slow. want for Christmas is Spider-Man. July. July Slow is down. too far away. Slow. Just too what? far away. It's it's coming. It's going to be Josh, here before it, you know. Josh, if you – I don't know if you have something that could like put me to sleep for seven months. <laughs> but if you could, I'd love it. And I'd be well rested. It's right around the corner, brother. It's coming. It's not right around the corner. It's too far. It's, it's too right far. around the corner. Blink of an Anything eye. Anything could happen in seven months. It, Blink of an so, eye. So the – let's talk for a second about Michael Keaton, right? Because the vulture is a – strange character that I'm 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 actually really happy so far with the peaks that we've seen. He looks awesome. Yeah, like he looks so good. Um which is I mean like and my favorite reference for the vulture is the 90s Spider-Man animated cartoon. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right, which you're just like oh the vulture's going to be the villain? Oh god, this movie's going to oh Michael Keaton, pretty cool. Oh, I see. All right, I have I I'm very happy with It's with not your even choice. just him. Like they they Okay, so they dropped two trailers. I don't know if you guys watched the international trailer, but you should. If you didn't, there's a lot more, like, Spider-Man-y stuff and not so much of the high school things. Link in the show notes now. They showed a really brief clip of Shocker being in this movie. Ooh, really? And Vulture. And... Okay. I think... What? Is Shocker wearing the yellow? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. But, but... There, there, there was like pictures of like his suit. It oh, looks man. very quilt. I want yellow that. Yes, ish. I want that. Yes, it, it should look awesome. like an oven mitt. I, I, I want, I want that too. Um, the Tinkerer, the Tinkerer's in this movie, and I think there's gonna be some other like. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. Tinkerer's cool. No, he makes shit. I know. He makes shit. I know. It's he's the man behind. He's the man behind the curtain. That's okay. But what really, but what really is great about this trailer, it, it, and listen, Vulture looks awesome, even though you know he's kind of the laughing stock of, of villains. Um, but it's it's all the high school stuff. It's all the stuff that you missed out on in all the other movies, like Peter, you know, gawking at the pretty girl, and like you know, just being awkward teenage Peter Parker. And we really missed that. Should we look that. away before this gets awkward? It's already awkward. I'm, again, I'm I'm fine with it. You don't you don't start out with a blockbuster villain. You can't. Yeah. No, you this can't. This is this is this is the right way to do it. And I'm fine and, and laughing stock of villains, okay, cartoon shitty, right? I mean yeah, well, I mean and, and again, I love Vulture. I Vulture, think he's a great character. Shocker, Tinker, all sort of all kind of B level. And we'll sure. we'll build to something better. But that's the thing, is that Marvel is planning long term. You know they're planning long term. They'll do it really well, and it's sort of the renaissance of Michael Keaton at this point. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Ironically mean, enough, his renaissance began with Birdman, and now he is a Birdman. I, I don't know that it began there, but yes, that was sort of the 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 peak, or so it seemed um, at the time. This is bigger, very clearly bigger, and Absolutely. he's got a, a couple other things going on right now as well. 
very happy with everything. No criticisms whatsoever, although I know there will be criticisms and people are going to get shitty about this movie before they just accept it. So, yeah. And we've it, already hit on some of those too. Yeah. No, I, I agreed. Um, I just I just want everybody to say, you know what? It's Marvel and it's Spider-Man and they're together. Just let it happen. So there's a few of you right there. The point that Josh just made, there's a few of you who, who don't know you know, the Marvel Universe and what's going on. And, and that right there is the key statement. This is the first time that Marvel has had the helm, really, for making Spider-Man movies that are connected to the other movies that they have. Connected to Iron Man, connected to the Avengers. This is the one that the gag is that this is called Homecoming because it's coming home to, to Marvel Studios and it's it's working closer with them. So this is going to be huge. It's going to be big. There's obviously going to be a lot more revealed in the next few months, Brian, for you to get fully too messant about. So stay tuned to that kind of nerd. We're definitely going to make sure to, to give you all your Spider-Man news so that we can have it. And that is going to be the end of our Cape Talk this week. Cape Talk! So, Josh, uh, you are also fully too messing about another trailer that came out uh, mere hours before we pressed record, and that is Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth installment in Fast and Furious. I don't know how to mess it. I'd say I am. I'd say I'm angry. Okay. Explain your anger because I did not see the last uh, Fast and Furious movie. Mm, have you seen any? Fast yeah, I've seen it. I have. Yeah, yeah, yes, I have. I, so I have you seen is, this trailer? Yes. How do you not understand my anger? Please explain to the listener the anger. I understand that, Josh, because I know you so much better. You, you've got the the gimmick for this movie is that Dominic Toretto is going to turn on his family. And to bring him in, and he's going to turn for whatever reason, Charlize Theron is somehow pulling the strings on this one, to bring him in, we're going to join Hobbs, who's been thrown into prison because Dom set him up, apparently, and Shaw's older brother, Jason Statham, they're going to be a team. They're going to break out of prison, and Kurt Russell's going to put him with the rest of the guys, and Tej is still going to be an asshole. And I just... I don't, I don't, I don't understand So how. let me translate for people who don't speak Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel is going to turn against all his characters, all his friends. It's, 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 it, would family, it would never happen. It would never happen. And The Rock and Jason Statham, who are bitter enemies, are going to team up and now be friends with the rest of the, the Jason family. Statham almost killed. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. And it's not like it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. Dom will somehow turn this around. I get it. It's I'm sure it'll be fine because there's no way to make two more in this trilogy if it's not fine. But I can't. I can just. You, can I you call it a trilogy if we're on the movie number eight? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Gonna, because Tokyo Tokyo oh, Drift okay. is out. Tokyo Drift is out. Sure. Right. So you've one two. You, you basically have. I, I, I hear you. Okay. You got I hear it. You. Okay. So yeah. one the, two four five six seven. <laughs> Now this. It's right. like machete ordered Fast and Furious. It's not. You is. just skip Tokyo Drift. You can just, you can just watch Tokyo Drift whenever you feel yeah, like it. Yeah, whenever you feel like it. It's basically, it's basically good, the Phantom Menace. Of, no, no, no. It's, oh, a, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good more you know story about Han. You get that it, a bit more. So that And that's cool. I have no issue with any of these movies. I don't understand. Like, And I I, I do as a, as, a, as a ticket seller 
why you would spin it this way, but man, I'm I'm angry about it. Like I just I'm angry that uh Charlie's Theron's hair looks like the uh the albino twins from the Matrix. Yes, I don't but fine. I don't care about any of these things. I don't understand how she gets Dom to do what he does. I don't understand. It's hurting my feelings right now. I think now. that's the point of the trailer. No, I get it, but God damn it. This is 15 years. I mean, 15 years invested in this in this franchise. It's <laughs> yeah, very it's, upsetting. It's all going to be okay. I shouldn't be as upset. I understand that I should not be this upset. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I, I, I watched it, and I tried to process it, right? I tried. Like, I gave it a few seconds before I, I came back, and I joined the, the world, the podcast. But immediately uh, I realized I wasn't going to be able to get over how I was feeling about it. And I just launched into a tirade. (laughs) I don't get it. And I understand that maybe at the end of it, I will. But just Jesus, why would you do it that way? Why? You couldn't because because that. Your reaction is why they did it it that way. Well, if they but the problem is if they don't do it right if they don't explain it right, it's a it's a real risk, man. It's really risky. Do you trust sure, Universal to do you trust Universal to, to make it right? I trust that this look, this franchise has taken a lot of risks. And at the end of the day, they've they've managed to distance distance themselves from being a, a, a you know a street racer type movie yep. to being a legit action franchise. I'm fine with it. And they have some of the biggest names in the game big names, young names doing it and doing it right. It's everything's been great. This, and I understand this is meant to provoke a visceral reaction, which clearly I've had. I, and I, and I, I see the storyline. I just don't, I don't, I don't does like, not I, compute. Does not compute. I don't want for a second for Dom to turn on his family. So I just, I have emotional problems with this based on the storyline we've seen for the first bunch of movies. Brian, do you have any feelings towards this movie? It's going to be okay, Josh. (laughs) I mean, no, I'm a fan of the series. I own all the good ones. So I own the first one and then four, five, six, and seven. Um, I'm excited. I I think it's a different take. I, I thought it was interesting. I wasn't as angry as Josh, but I had the same feeling. Like, this is a pretty huge story turn to be advertising this movie you you built seven movies around this guy being all about family yep and now he's betraying his family seven movies over a decade and a half of my life so i mean yeah i agree with you big risk i'm definitely i'm sure it's going to be fine i'm sure there's a reasoning behind all of it i'm sure he's undercover for kurt russell or something or some other thing and it'll all be happy at the end and they'll all be getting you know, taking barbecues and, you know, praying over dinner and shit. So going off of The Rock, right? He's he's having a good week because the Baywatch trailer came out. Holy crap. And let me tell you, I, I am excited about Baywatch, damn it. Like, hardcore, really excited. It feels like you took Baywatch and 21 Jump Street and put them together and were like, let's have a fantastic looking baby here. But Dwayne Johnson wasn't the highlight of that trailer. No, he was not. Zach Efron. Stealing was the show. Money. Super awesome in that trailer. Just very funny. We were in a we were in a lifeguard pursuit. How do I have to tell you this? There is no such thing as a lifeguard pursuit. It was good. The whole trailer was was really good. And it was the funny thing is the it was billed as a teaser. Like they're gonna release a longer trailer. 
That's two minutes and 34 seconds, and somehow we're going to get a longer thing? It was billed as a teaser. Like what I saw on uh, the movie box said Baywatch teaser. It was uh, like a minute 54. Oh, okay. This one I have here is 238, but that could be a thing at the end of YouTube. Okay. Uh, But this looks so good. Um, And there's some serious talent within that (laughs) movie too. Well, let's just say you had me at Alexandra Daddario. I'm not really sure how – so when I was a kid – and I mean a, like a child, whatever, 11, 12, when you first, when, whenever you first start Notice Girls, uh, there was uh, Rebecca Gayhart was on the Clearasil commercials and then later in 90210. This Alexandra Daddario reminds me of that. I like, I, I, I'm like, I'm not sure how I'm not supposed to fall in love with you <laughs> every time I see you on TV. So I just avert my eyes. It's, I do. I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm just not going to watch because I'm I'm pretty sure she could hypnotize me with her eyes and it's scary. That she's interesting in really every every role I've seen her in. So uh, yes, more Alexandra Daddario, please. <laughs> what just, the fact that you turn off like like avert your gaze have, and she's Medusa like yeah, just really kind of gets me. Have you seen her eyes? I have, have you seen them? They're, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hypnotic. I don't know how else to say it. When, Brian, when you heard about Baywatch and you heard about this, did you think this was the result that you were getting? No. I, I wasn't sure what the what I was going to get. I mean, Baywatch is Baywatch. But I heard Baywatch and Dwayne Johnson in the same sentence. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, like Big Trouble Little China, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I, I, I'm not really up for remaking this movie, but Dwayne Johnson, same thing, right? I've never seen an episode of Baywatch. I've never seen a, a, a fraction of an episode of Baywatch. I've never once really seen, I mean, not a line, not a minute that wasn't something that got memed into a picture. It's just as idiotic as a Oh, I can imagine. It's completely idiotic, which is why I've never watched it ever. It was like, um, oh God, Hulk Hogan, Thunders in Paradise. I, I really don't know, but it's a movie about lifeguards, right? So Solving crime. Or a, a, sh- a show about lifeguards. I wasn't interested in watching it. But you put Dwayne Johnson up there, put Zac Efron in there, and then just for kicks, let's throw Alexandra Daddario in, in a swimsuit. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody's going to watch that. But, you know, let's just give it a shot. Maybe. So the the trailer looks fantastic, and this movie is uh you know closer than Spider Man is Brian. This, this movie is coming out in May. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I don't know. You can't. This won't tide you over with humor. Listen, if and- I go to sleep until July and wake up and watch Spider Man six times, then I could then still go back and watch Baywatch. All right. Well, it looks good. All right, so let's move on to a, another great nerdy trailer, which actually a little bit surprised me, and that is Transformers: The Last Night. Ah, oh, this looks good too. Uh, I mean, it. It listen, this is a truly Michael Bay uh, movie again. But uh, Mark Wahlberg has returned, and uh, a bunch of other people. No Shia LaBeouf or Megan Fox, from what no, we can tell. No, but so Josh Duhamel and Tyrese Gibson are back. Yes, that's all I care about. And uh, this looks really more importantly. Optimus Prime is back. Yeah, but he's pulling a Dominic Toretto from what I can tell right now. That's what <laughs> is my whole point. <laughs> he's, he's Jesus. Going, he's going to, he went to go kill Bumblebee from what we can tell on the trailer before it cut to black. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure again. 
I'm sure it's all going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. You can't He's end Optimus. the movie with Optimus Prime being the evil guy. Did they get guy. together and write both these movies at once? <laughs> probably. I they mean, probably just what? take the same script and just flipped it and just put they robots did. instead of Vin Diesel. I'm actually I'm at the point where I'm scrutinizing all the like director, writer, screenplay, EPs, like for both movies. <laughs> You're looking for crossover? In two windows side by side just to go, these sons of bitches, they're screwing with me twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything's going to be okay, though. Like, guaranteed I don't with Transformers. You. I don't believe anything you say anymore. <laughs> we'll have some machine that's probably some racist resetting personality machine uh, fix fix Optimus Prime. Oh, man. this It looks really good. And, like, Transformer movies have never really truly lost people when it comes to, to fans. Critics, you can they can obviously go off a cliff people want to see these movies i i had somebody try to tell me really you're excited for the transformers movies i mean they're so bad i'm like stop just stop because when i go to see a transformers movie i don't go to see any deep storyline no, or oscar winning performances fun. I'm going to watch robots beat up other giant robots. And that is exactly what I get out of all four of those movies. I don't give a shit about the humans that are in it. If Optimus Prime is riding a Dinobot, I'm putting down my money. But you do, I mean, mean, in fairness, you get Megan Fox, right, for a couple of them. So, yeah, I mean, great. She's great eye candy while yeah, my robots okay, beat up other robots. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's it's that's, just, that's, it's that's good, all Michael Bay movies it's are. It's good accompaniment is all yeah. I'm saying. That's fine. I can't wait to see the amount of shit blowing up in this movie. Uh, I can't wait to see the amount of unnecessary fire. That makes no sense. But I'm totally down with, as Brian just said, robots punching other robots and and just watching fantastic things. And did I miss – what was up with the history before? Like the the – the Vikings and and the Nazis, like what what the hell is this storyline looking like to you? There's been references in the other movies that this isn't the first time the Cybertronians have been to Earth. Look, if there's nothing else, if there's nothing else, there's Mark Wahlberg, and you don't need yeah. another reason to see a movie. If you if if you did, if you did need another reason to see a movie, you've got Josh Dumel who's been entertaining this whole time. Mm-hmm. You've got John Goodman as a voice. You've got Stanley Tucci in the movie. Ah, Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah, Stanley Tucci. Pretty sure John Turturro's back, too. John Turturro is back, and he's, you know, he's a clown. He's funny, right? I mean, listen, as long as, long as you know, again, robots are there. If Mark Wahlberg wants to say, I think we got a Transformer, I'm okay with that. It's great. Sign me up. <laughs> I like, I like that... Uh, that Ken Watanabe is still here. I like that they've sort of they're keeping the voices, which right makes you. F- I don't know. There's a there's a sense of continuity there that I don't normally care about. Um, but when it comes to these kinds of stories with the voices, I do care very much. It's the it just makes me feel like they're that, that it's the same thing, same story, nothing's changed. Well, the next thing that I uh, watched this week was the official trailer for The Mummy, starring Tom Cruise. Uh, came out and before you ask no this isn't the brendan fraser mummy thing this is an entirely new story have you seen have you seen the twitter campaign no what's the twitter campaign 
a lot of people are not happy about this movie. So uh, if you do, uh, search hashtag not my mummy, good, you'll see a bunch of tweets. Good, you'll be you see a bunch of tweets pretty much saying where's Brendan Fraser? Right, hashtag Wait. not my mummy. That's what I did. I watched the. Tra- I, I I was like, oh, the mummy. They're adding Tom Cruise. Mm, I don't understand why, but okay, let's watch this. And I went, oh, that's. I'm not interested in this at all. I mean, not interested at really? all. Really, I'm I, I'm interested because listen. Tom Cruise in an action flick, you can rarely go wrong, but uh, the, the, there's this problem that I'm having that this is supposed to be their big plan to do the giant, like, movie monster, like, universe with this and Frankenstein and the Wolfman and everything like that. But and Tom Cruise um, is the mummy. No, he's not. He is. No, the chick is. No, I like I get it, but he's also undead at this point. I'm confused by the joke you're trying to make. I'm not. What? I'm not. It's not a joke. Watch the trailer. He no. he dies in a oh, plane okay. crash and he fucking wakes up. He's a mummy. Oh. That's true too. Right. That's my fucking know. problem with this movie. <laughs> you already see the twist coming. No, I fine. At least he won't do any I can't know. I can't hard pass because it's fucking Tom Cruise. I'm going to end up watching it. I cannot hard pass. I will not watch this until it is either free or under $5 on iTunes. Here's my question, Brian, because you did bring this up, and you're not the first person to tell me that this is supposed to lead to some Avengers-like universe for these characters. What's the end goal? Like, they get together and they do what? No, the, the, they do the monster mash. <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. It's just like, oh, yeah, you get, you get all these characters into one universe. It was gone like, in a flash. <laughs> They did what? the monster mash, all of them. They did they, that they mash. Open, they opened a hotel in Transylvania. That's that, pretty. That, that's like, I'm just seriously, this could not be less fucking interesting. What the hell does anybody? A giant monster series of mo- Brian. I'm. I, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's. That's it's an their idea. idea. Yes, <laughs> it's a bad idea. I, I'm. I'm not on board for it either. I'm also not on board for the fact that this looks very dumb, dark, and gritty. Is it sad? I just want to go eat popcorn and watch this movie, and that's about it. No, I mean like I, that's I, all, that's I, all I want to do. See it, but this looks very dark and gritty. And the thing that made the Brendan Fraser mummies movies they were at light. least the first one great was it was light. It was fun. It was hard, like you know, funny. And but you had that like good balance of humor and action in it. And this doesn't look this, like it has this any is, of that. This is the 2017 version of Campy. Yeah, it's no, that's true. It's, Dark and gritty is now the new campy. It's ugly campy. Like it's just really bad. It the trailer looks bad. I can't like, I don't get it. Okay. How anybody could be super interested in this movie. It's just here's something I will need your help with because I'm not bought on board and I need someone to tell me why I'm wrong and Planet how I should do that. Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. I just don't care. Why are we st- I mean, like, I know Planet of the Apes has a huge following. Because the Why? first Did you not watch Rise or no, Dawn? I watched they were the both first good. one with they were, they, What's His Face with James Franco. That was it. That was yeah. the last movie I watched about this. They were both good. They were both really good. I was just, yeah. Okay, what am I missing? What is so really good about these movies it's that I need story. to go back and watch them? Yeah, that. I mean, you story. know the ending. Like, right out the bat, you know how this Who movie cares? ends. Like, it's, it's hard for me to, to go through a whole series like well, this. You know how it ends with the apes winning. Yeah. That's, what, that's how it ends. Great. But the journey's not interesting to me no, either no, no. right but now. In, but in all the movies before this one, 
there was a back and forth between the human element and and the apes. And in, in this series, the apes have been righteous each time. And that's that's something we haven't seen before. So it's good. The, the story of Caesar and, and those that follow him is a really good story, the way they're telling it. I, I want to see it. That's all. So knowing that you guys have seen the other movies and you liked them, what do you think about this trailer and the direction that they're going so far? Were you, excited. Were you excited about this trailer? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'm excited. It's great. And Woody Harrelson is, I mean, for and we're going to learn his story, but like, 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 like extreme prejudice is the only way I can describe his approach to the apes. Extreme prejudice. We don't know why. We're going to find out. I'm sure they murdered his family. But <laughs> right, I mean, I'm sorry. The cavalier way you said that just—I'm sure they did. We'll find out, you know, exactly to what extent. But you know, to the extent of murder on a scale of <laughs> of, of of one to one to murder. Did no? In, it was it no? Look, was it like in a stampede they ran over his kids? Well, that's that's a Mufasa murder. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right, but no. But right, so like, on, was it a stampede and the apes were fleeing and they accidentally killed a couple of his kids and that's terrible? Or like, did they take them all hostage, torture them, and kill them? Like, because I'm saying there's a scale here, right? And that's what I'm trying to measure how how jacked up is Woody Harrelson? And and he looks, you know what he looks like? He looks like natural born killers. Woody Harrelson. He looks yeah. He looks scary. And yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very interested to see what happens in this flick. I, I, again, not probably, probably not. I'm going to the theater. Uh, I want to just temper that. I just, I don't care enough most times to go to the theater. But this is interesting to the point where if I had a day of PTO and nothing to do, I may go see this. Well, all right. Well, then, I mean, you guys have given me enough to go on that I should maybe really go binge these these movies and just see if I'm really missing out before this movie comes out. Uh, but I just I just haven't been blown away like everyone else has. So I I, just, I thought maybe I was missing something. Okay. So if there's one company who has always been really good at helping you buy things, it's Amazon. And in this week's kind of tech talk, we're talking about Amazon Go, and their tagline is "No lines, no checkout, no." Seriously, it is a grab-and-go, brick-and-mortar grocery store, essentially, uh, where what you do is you scan a QR code to come into the store, you walk around, you put your phone in your pocket, pick things off the shelf, and then just leave. Uh, And then it charges your Amazon account uh, after you leave, and it's got your items. And they're basically citing technology that should be used in self-driving cars as to how they know whether or not you bought a cupcake or didn't buy a cupcake or if you grabbed a whole bottle of Heinz ketchup or you didn't. Uh, it's uh, like right now it's only in beta for actual Amazon employees, but I really am curious to get your feedback and, and just what you guys thought about the video that they put on, which I've included in the, within the show notes. What? <laughs> no, it's got, I don't know. It, it look. it sounds awesome if it works the way they say it will. I don't know. They have to perfect it. Just to set the reference for everybody, there's no self-checkouts. There's no kiosks. There's no actual people, like, helping you with the stuff. You don't even have to use a special bag. It really is just grab and go. What? Josh, you have the super skeptical face on. What's going on in your head when you see Amazon Go? Well, I mean, so obviously, you know, grabbing things, that's about proximity. Right. 
And I'm not sure if either of you have ever been in a Whole Foods or a Wegmans at lunchtime. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. You- it's crazy, right? So let's just say Amazon Go uh, in New York City, right? I mean, just think about how many people may be in that space at once trying to get the same yogurt or whatever. My, my concern is proximity. And being charged for items. Now, I mean, obviously, there's ways to do that. And it, it could be about a larger, you know, say, refrigerator case where everything is the same price. And so if you basically if, – if you open that door, you grab something from there, probably proximity, they can get that, right? But though, just the way that this is being billed as a – and again, it's not, it's not a grocery store. It's it's a, a quick serve type lunch place. That that kind of things that you need, right? Quick stop. I'm just getting an energy drink. I'm just getting uh, an iced coffee. I'm getting a bottle of water, a snack, whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. You like would no, think, no loaf of bread. Yes. Right. So you would think that based on that, and I'm just again, I'm applying my logic to this, saying there's no way proximity could differentiate necessarily between individual SKUs, but if in this quadrant of the store, everything was $2.50, right? It four, four corners, right. right? You had a dollar, two fifty, three fifty, and five dollars, whatever it was, right? And that's basically the price range. And you could think a company like Amazon, you know, they would price things similarly, give or take, so that essentially they're charging you the same amount for this case. And I'm sorry to go like super analytically nerdy on this, but this is the way my brain works. So let's imagine for a moment that their model was that pricing is similar and they can make everything within this one case this price, meaning that they're either gaining or losing something to the tune of 25 cents on either end of the sale price. You as a consumer, you're probably going to be pretty happy. And and Amazon as a business, margins are the same, give or take, right? They're just they're going to measure the items and then have to vary them in or out based on inventory, demand, and obviously margins made or lost. So this seems like a a, a super sustainable model to me if they can get a couple things right. The pricing, the velocity, and the replenishment. I, that's going to be critical, right? Yeah. So I, I just I'm thinking I'm sorry I'm sorry. This I went I, I know okay. I went like super, you know, meticulous manager mode, but that's the way my brain works. So as a consumer, if I go into an Amazon Go one time and I find what I want and I like it, and I go back a second time and they don't have what I want, I may not visit a third time as readily. See, for me, I'm I'm really interested in the technology for this because you do have to have your phone like with you in order to get in. So I'm thinking two things, either RFID right on the item so that way they can kind of know what's going on or your phone proximity to the item and like weight. So like if I pick up the cupcake, which is the example of the video. Phone can't measure your weight when you're standing on the ground. No, the scale that I'm taking it off of. I'm grabbing off of row J a cupcake. Yeah. Knows, okay, the weight of this cupcake has been done. This phone is close to you. Charge it. My thing is what you brought up, Josh, is the the thing about really crowded places, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, right, during quantity, these kind of times. Quantity is likely. Weight is not. So like the the slots, the slots in the in the machine make sense to me. Weight does not because these things weigh a couple grams. It's not that big a deal. Like that'd be easy to. You could Indiana Jones that shit if you wanted to steal something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it'd be, right, it'd right, be right. easy to defraud a system like that. I, I I'm spitballing, so I 
not as meticulous as, as you, obviously. Clearly. Um, <laughs> right. No, obviously not. My thing is just they're really trying to av- get convenience in there. They're trying to get people in and out, and they want people to not have to worry about self-checkouts. I just imagine a scenario where everyone is standing at the door after you walk out immediately, checking your receipt to make sure you weren't ill-charged with no one being able to get in and out well, without that's bumping not, that's, into somebody. That, but that's not going to happen. I, I think I – think, Wait, hold on. Do you just trust Amazon that explicitly that they're going to charge you correctly? Uh, no, but I don't see anyone checking receipts. I just I, – I think and, – and here's why. The people that would use a location like this are less concerned about the cost of these items – than they are about their time. So okay, th- they know that walking into a place like this, they're probably not going to make a purchase. that's more than $7 and 50 cents, which is, you know, your average, I'm going to stop and grab the, you know, sandwich the snack, and stuff. Yeah. The snack and a coffee at a, at a, at a Wawa, right. Or so- something similar. Quick check if you're in Jersey, whatever. But that's what I'm talking about. Like walking into a convenience store like this, that and it's an interesting thing. Quick Check, which is a franchise in Jersey, uh, most of the time there are no cashiers. Everything is a, is a self checkout. There are no cashiers, right? You like you have to get one if you need a pack of cigarettes. I don't smoke, so it's not a problem for me. But like, I walk in there, I get what I want, self checkout, and I'm done, right? But I don't like the self checkout. For me, it takes longer than just somebody scanning my shit and me swiping a card. This model that Amazon has, there's no weight at all. Like, this is perfect for me if I can walk in and get a couple bottles of water and a snack and leave and be done in 30 seconds. The entire time it takes to walk in and walk out and not do anything with a register. Brian, now that you've had a few moments to decompress, have you gotten past your what? And maybe. No, I don't have any articulate thoughts about this at all. Would you ever Um, use this? If this opened up by you, is this something you would use? I would definitely try it. I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I hesitate to shop online at Amazon sometimes. Listen, we've been in scenarios where shorter lunch than than you really want, right? And and you really just need to get in and out. I mean, this is perfect for the guy who's got the half hour break. I see this, the, CJ. I see this at uh, highway rest stops. Yeah. Right, I see this on busy highways in in small shopping centers. I do not see this in uh yeah, I see it in I see it in big cities, sure. To a degree. Well, they're going to start in Seattle. To a, yeah, to a, have, yeah, to a degree. Um but I don't see this as sustainable as like a like a Wawa, right? It's not that. It's not that. So like Maybe replacing sheets, but that we're okay with that. No, no, well, okay with yeah, sure. But like, this isn't a suburban community thing. This will not work in the suburb. This is high traffic, high volume. Right. Yes. Right. So yeah, you you need that. This this could replace every one of those generic. I'm thinking uh, airports too, man. Oh my right, god. Right. That's what I'm. Right. Exactly what I'm talking about. Every one of those generic, what like stellar news or whatever they're called in all the airports and the. The generic uh, highway rest stop convenience stores that aren't part of the food court thing, like this would be perfect there, but not not in uh, suburban residential areas. 
It's very interesting. I highly encourage you to, to go to our website or, or check the show notes and see the video of this thing kind of in action and give your feedback to it. Is this something that you would actually use? Is this something that looks interesting to you? So there's a couple ways to go ahead and do your feedback. You can always email us at podcast at that kind of nerd.com. Or if you would like your voice on the show and you want to actually go ahead and, and, and express that to you, you can always call us. Just call us at 484-373-4119. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at that kind of nerd. Gentlemen, we've we've made it through, right? We've we've had a we've had excitement over trailers. We have questions over trailers, and the the, the fate of franchises are gonna be in the hands of some studios. But man, the internet was excited to show us some movies that are going to be coming out uh, in the next year. Things are getting really close than uh, what we ever thought they could be, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time to be a nerd. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks, Josh, and thanks, Brian, for joining me. Oh, and in case anybody was wondering, Josh and Brian are still working on their Mortal Kombat skills, so we'll have updates about their fight any day now. Do you have tape greater ribbon? <laughs> Perhaps manager Rebecca has tape greater ribbon. Oh, that's right. There was a Spider-Man thing too. Oh, you shut your mouth. Right. They do the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It was gone in a flash. They did the monster match. All of them. What?